Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hi there. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today's episode is number 518. Four ways to help your child excel at group projects. Because if your household is anything like mine, when a child announces he's been assigned a group project, you could easily lose your mind. And it doesn't have to be that way. In the 20-plus years that I've had kids in school, I've seen it all. But the one thing that can still push me over the edge is when one of my kids comes home and announces that they're part of a group project. No, it doesn't matter which of my eight kids is the recipient of this dreadful news. The fact is that, in my experience, there hasn't been a single group assignment that didn't end badly. If it wasn't my child absorbing most of the workload, then it was getting paired with kids who lived at the other end of town. Naturally, I'd be responsible for buying all the supplies and then shuttling them back and forth for weeks until the project was finally completed. My youngest is now in the seventh grade. Middle and junior high school, those seem to be the prime targets for these group affairs. Case in point, my daughter just finished her second one in less than eight weeks. Frustrated and in near tears after this latest fiasco, I reached out to my teacher friends on Facebook with a desperate plea for help. My post was, Teacher friends, please give me one good reason why our kids are subjected to group projects and make it a good one. Within seconds, my Facebook page blew up. I received over 75 comments from teachers, parents, and students. I called through all their candid thoughts to bring you these four tips on how you can help your child get the most out of the group project experience. One, why assign a group project? Two, get the whole class on board. Three, assign appropriate roles and agree on guidelines. And four, disadvantages become teachable moments. Here is each one in more detail. So why assign a group project? To be honest, in looking back over the years when my kids were in the trenches of school group projects, I realized that I didn't necessarily help their cause. I automatically assumed the experience was going to be negative. I never gave group work any credit, but after reading dozens of teacher comments in response to my Facebook plea, 
I'm seeing the group project in a whole new light. One retired special education teacher summed it up beautifully. A group project should have individual and group accountability in terms of grades, and the teacher needs to structure that. In-class work is essential so that the teacher can observe the dynamics of group interaction and guide those struggling and not doing their share. Group projects encourage important skills like negotiation, delegating, communication, social interaction, emotional intelligence, and teamwork, which students will need in any future career. The Center for Innovation in Research and Teaching, the CIRT, cites both the positives and negatives of group work in the classroom. Along with this article, there is a useful video, which I loved, and it explains the many benefits to group work. Both the video and the information forced me to rethink group projects. Here's why they're advantageous. In a group project, students learn accountability, strengthen communication, they build problem-solving skills, it showcases different learning styles, you learn time management, and you learn the art of compromise. You engage in social interaction, you're exposed to a mix of personalities, respect the opinions of others, and you prepare for real-world career. When the focus of a group project can be about the mutual benefits for students, it definitely helps myself as a parent want to lend my support rather than my concern. Next, get the whole class on board. Part of my frustration as a parent was not having a clear understanding of the purpose of the group project. Was it to break up the regular classroom routine? Was the workload for the particular topic too much for one person? Was it a way to kill extra time during the school year? Not being a teacher, I wasn't qualified to explain what the educational benefits were. But as a parent, I could clearly see the downside. Purchasing the supplies, driving back and forth to the group work destinations, listening to my kids complain. Needless to say, I quickly began to resent these group assignments. One of the parents who chimed in on my Facebook post made a very astute observation. I think group projects need some explanation for the kids so they understand what they're supposed to be learning from it. Otherwise, the overachievers are upset that it's not being done the way they would do it, the worker bees feel underappreciated by the overachievers, and the slackers are wondering why nobody gave them enough specifics about what they're supposed to do and why everyone is angry at them. If the teachers could provide a rationale for the project, all the members of the group would, hopefully, see why the assignment is bigger than the individual. According to CIRT, in order for group work to be effective, instructors must spend extra time creating a valuable assignment that lends itself to a fair method of assessment. The assignment should be structured in such a way that all members of a group are required to participate and must provide each other feedback. Going forward, the next time one of my kids is assigned a group project, I'm going to do a bit more coaching from the sidelines and encourage my child to gather as much information as possible including what the expectations are from every player. Being armed with knowledge is a far better tool than being a negative Nelly. Next, assign appropriate roles and guidelines. The common complaint about group projects is that one person usually gets stuck with the majority of the workload. This wouldn't be the case if roles were assigned at the beginning of the project. 
yet another opportunity for cooperation amongst the team. A favorite resource of mine is Middleweb. It's a site dedicated to grades 4 through 8, those tricky tween years. I found the article, Get Students Working Effectively in Groups, written by Barbara Blackburn, Ph.D., to be an excellent guide in streamlining a successful group project. Blackburn suggests that the group project be based on an activity that allows every student in the group to participate and where the roles can change depending on what the assignment is. The article lists roles and responsibilities that are appropriate for a variety of group projects. There's a materials manager, perhaps, that would be in charge of gathering and distributing the items needed for the project, or a fact checker who'd be responsible for double-checking the statistics and other pertinent pieces of information before the final project is completed. She even lists an encourager as a team player who can be a constant cheerleader and lift the group up when the work might be weighing them down. Another suggestion of hers was to clearly explain the roles and responsibilities in advance and not assume that the students will understand what's expected of them. It's also a good idea to rotate jobs so that one or two students don't always end up with the leadership roles. Looking back on all the group projects my kids have participated in over the years, I absolutely believe that if students had a list of written rules and expectations, going into a group assignment, the outcome could definitely be so much more positive. Now, as we wrap up, let's talk about the disadvantages and turning those into teachable moments. The consensus amongst most educators is definitely that group work has far more benefits than detriments. However, a group assignment would only work if the teacher takes into consideration the following. Students work at different paces. So if there are any learning disabled children in the group or kids who just need extra time to accomplish their work, accommodations may be needed to help ensure that this student doesn't fall behind or get ridiculed. And slacker students, they're inevitable. As much as the teacher may try to engage everyone, it's just not always possible. And introverted kids can easily feel dominated by students with more outgoing and aggressive personalities, so that needs to be a consideration. Depending on the dynamics of the group, it's easy for students to get distracted and veer off track if they aren't being monitored closely. And lastly, group projects might require students to work together outside of the classroom, which can become a burden to families who have to shuttle their kids back and forth to another student's home the community library, or possibly hosting the group at their home. These are legitimate frustrations for students and teachers and parents. One experienced teacher who responded to my Facebook query shared this bit of wisdom. Each time she assigns a group project, she tells the students that it's like working at their dream job. You may have a long commute for your dream job, and the colleagues on your team, they might not carry their weight. How will you adapt? What could you say to the person who isn't meeting deadlines? Critical thinking, problem-solving, decision-making, and interpersonal skills are all intertwined in group work. The teachers aren't just focused on content when they assign these projects. They're trying to give students the tools that will serve them long after their school days. Have your kids succeeded with a group project? Do you have any advice for other parents? 
Please share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com/mighty-mommy, or post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. You can also email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have friends and family that would enjoy listening as well, I'd love it if you'd share the link to this podcast and refer them to the website, which is www.quickanddirtytips.com/mighty-mommy. Now, go ahead and embrace those group projects and enjoy your family. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy parenting.